The rise and fall of Mars Hill has revealed a lot of issues with Mark Driscoll and what happened there. So what happens when leaders suck? Let's talk about it right now. Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm David. And we took two mild cynics who share their self-proclaimed expertise in the fields of Christianity, church culture, music, sports, and current events. We put them in a room and hit record. Welcome to the Be Legit, Don't Suck podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, I'm your host, Kyle, and this is your host, David. Hi. Um, just living life large and in charge, as they'd say. <laughs> you know? Hey, yeah. that bro, that's life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the weather's nice. Oh, dude, this is like yep. the perfect, like mid-70s. There's a cool breeze. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, this is my jam. And it's like... There's patches of sun. Yeah. So, you know, it's not totally gloomy. No. It's not raining. But if you get too hot, get in the shade. Yeah. You're cooled off, dude. Yeah. My AC unit, I've, I still just have it on overnight. <laughs> There's like no need for it. Oh, I could dude. open a window, but yeah. nah, bro. Nah, bro. Freezing cold room for sleeping, always. That's <laughs> Why? how you do it. Well, you know, they say that you actually get better sleep yeah. when you sleep in a cold room. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Probably science. not a freezing room, but like a cold room. Well, I don't know, A man. nice cool room. Science. Nice and cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Dude, have you... Uh, did you watch that... Um, is the Justin Bieber freedom experience? Um, I just saw... I just saw a Justin Bieber thing where he did uh, How He Loves and... Yeah. Was it Gyra? Yeah. So yeah. there's a video. That's at Church Home. With oh, okay. Chandler Moore, he did a thing. That was recent. Okay. But like a few weeks ago, basically the same kind of concept. He did this concert called The Freedom Experience in LA. Uh, it was like a whole week they were doing like community service stuff. Oh, dope. And then they did it in, I think it was the Rams Stadium. Is that, did they have, uh, did they do The Blessing? Yeah. Okay. So I saw, it was yeah, like yeah. Jaden Smith, Tori Kelly, Chance the Rapper, uh, and then, yeah, Carrie Job and Cody Carnes at the end did The Blessing. You and had me at like, Jaden Smith. I know, dude. He's, he's a vibe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was super weird. It was super interesting. Because, like, the whole thing is, like, this big concert, you know? Um, but then there was all these dudes, like, Chandler Moore was there. Obviously, Carrie Job, Judah Smith came out, did a little message. Like, and there's probably half of that crowd, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. Not 100,000, but a ton of people in that stadium. Yeah. And not all of them were believers, obviously. You know, right, some were right. like, I just love these artists. So and it was not, interesting yeah. to me. And not all of those artists are believers. No. Uh, or, well, well... I don't know about... The only one I don't know is Jaden Smith. But like Tori yeah. Kelly, Chance the Rapper, Justin They're, Bieber, yeah, they, obviously. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess what I meant, like, not uh, they don't only exclusively do music for believers. Right. Is what I meant. Yeah, right. Because I'm... Who knows if they're yeah. believers or not. Uh, so where do you stand on that? Because I know a lot, of, a lot of Christians, that's a scary thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think there's the worry of like people get really worried about are they genuine? Are right. they using it for a show and for money? Um, or are they gonna be scripturally accurate? Um, yeah. wow, we're really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's one I mean, when you say it out loud, yeah, because I know that that's, that's what people get afraid of. And yeah. when you and when you hear it out loud, right, you're like, Wow, that wow, that's sad. That's really dumb. <laughs> Well, it's just, it's like, okay, whether I'm like, oh, man, I don't know or not. Like, Justin Bieber led worship through his set. Judah Smith came out during it. 
and like gave the gospel message and a chance for people to come to Christ. Okay. And then Carrie Job comes out and they just worship and sing the blessing and they sing it like we're singing a blessing over you yeah. and over your city. Like what what about that would you hate on? I think most people would hate on well you have you have a crowd that says um they're not all following Jesus and they've right. made their assumptions. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the crowd that says, well, you're mixing you know, salt water with fresh water, oh, you know, yeah. that, that yeah, whole yeah. concept. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have the, the hot and cold people that yeah. say you're either a hundred percent, you know, you're telling gays that they're going to hell and right. you're, you know, uh, brim, brimstone and fire. Yeah. Or you're, you're lost. I don't right. care what you do. You right. know, you're you're Joel Osteen. Well, you're lost because yeah. you don't preach on sin enough. Right. You know, whatever. <laughs> I, that, um, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just something I was thinking about because I would like watch it and I can hear the people in my head, the critics and the like, all those peeps. You know, say people who were like super hating when Kanye released his gospel album. Oh, yeah. You know? like, oh, yeah. You, man, it's sad though. And I think some people, there are some uh, warriors and heroes mm. that they feel like their call is to protect the holiness, yeah, and to protect the holiness of of God Himself. I would say, right? That's that's pretty prideful. Mm-hmm. Like well, to think that you can actually, yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Like you can actually protect His holiness. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like God doesn't need you to defend Him. Like that's not a thing. So that is a man. When you sit with that thought for a second, mm. like you need to protect God. That is a very prideful. It's so arrogant. That is yeah. Like yeah. to think that you could actually yeah. Like, like you we have are defending to, the Lord. Right. That you have to defend the Lord. and and who why who who called you? Yeah. No one told you to do that. <laughs> who told you to do that? Yeah. God fights his own battles. He fights our battles. Yeah. And I, you can't I, even fight your own. Yeah. I think they're you know they're basing it off of the whole. Uh, you know, Paul, the yeah. apostle, was it Paul? I don't know who it was, like ridding the church of false prophets and things yeah. like that. But I think that has to do more with leadership and less with actual participants. Yeah. because that, And that's the thing, is like Bieber and all those guys, they're not taking the platform saying, I'm a pastor or I'm an authority in this. Sure. Like, and even if they did, I don't I yeah. don't care, but yeah. But like the whole time, he's just like, man, this is like my story is that Jesus has helped me. I'm just a, another broken dude like anybody else. Yeah. Um, and that was it. He was just giving his testimony, and it was awesome. So yeah. I don't know. And, and it is a shame that us Christians, we don't let people process. No. That's a big That's a big thing. Like, Well, and we get critical about like, well, then if he's not processed through his faithfully, he shouldn't talk about it right like he, yeah. they take that kind of attitude oh, yeah. and that's sketch like oh yeah. so you have it all figured out yeah like there was this guy and i don't know where people stand on this but there's this guy that he uh he told me one day hey about someone some <clears throat> excuse me about someone on my team mm-hmm. on, on my worship team he said hey you know so and so is getting a divorce so you probably don't want to schedule them <clears throat> anymore right Dang. and i'm like why yeah you know, wouldn't would don't we want to like surround that person? Yeah, and be like, how can we help you? And you know, God hates divorce. I'm not arguing that. Yeah, you know that it's that is black and white in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. But you know, people are are human and they're broken. Why wouldn't we be there for them? Yeah, <laughs> like he like I think he literally wanted me to just be like, oh, 
I'm cutting that person off. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Can't get a divorce and be on this team. Yeah, you can't you can't process, you can't yeah. go through stuff in life. This is what a lot of people have mm. a big problem with the church about mm. is that in order to be there, you must be fixed mm. and you must be perfect. And you know what? They're right. Yeah. At least that's the standard we hold, hold most people. To, bro, I already got started on a whole different thing. And now, now <laughs> what sorry. do we do? I'm sorry. Now no, what do we do? You can segue this into what we were going to talk about, though. Okay. So today, you know, this is part two of our um, conversation. Our, yeah. The, the Mars Hill, so Mark the title Driscoll. is, you know, Why Leaders Suck. Thank you. <laughs> and <laughs> this is the part title. two. Yeah. Yeah. But it's or, about or, the Mars Hill. Yeah, when, le- when leaders suck, like what happens when yeah. leaders suck is kind of the conversation. This is part right. two. We started it last week. Um, and if you hadn't had a chance to hear it, uh, you can definitely listen to that. Stop listening oh. and go back. No. <laughs> Never mind. Or just listen after. Yeah, you can listen to it after because it's not like we're continuing. Well, we're continuing the conversation, but it's a different topic. Yeah, it's not like we're like, okay, where we last left off. Like, yeah. We're just continuing to process because yeah. there's a lot of junk in there. Yeah, there's a lot of junk. You and we're a few parts. Yeah. And we're kind of just nitpicking the stuff that really stood out yeah it stood out to us personally yeah you really should go listen to it for yourself and it's ongoing i don't think it's finished yet it's got a few more episodes that are going to release but okay i you know unless you have like genuine like church trauma it may not be for you you may be like man yeah like triggering i guess you know but i I could see i could totally see someone having gone through something pretty crazy yeah so yeah you know just kind of do it at your own risk yeah uh because there are you know, there's a lot of clips of Mark Driscoll. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of firsthand stories mm-hmm. from people. So it's pretty, well, it's, it's about as real as and it And some of what we're going to talk about today could be potentially for people, especially like in the, how women were treated, like that kind of conversation. Yeah. Like manhood, womanhood. Um, yeah. And that has done some very real damage to people, you know, and oh, to yeah. women in the church where um, I just saw it today. Um John Piper was asked a question about like women in abusive homes and his like he said was saying some stuff about like they should just endure it and like god. you know if like they hit you then hey that's something god is wanting you to endure right now like and he was talking like that hmm. and it just felt really sketchy yeah i mean i guess i can you know we Okay, so I first glance, yeah, I don't agree with that, right? Um, and I, but I, I'm always, I try to be empathetic, yeah. right? So let me understand why he's saying this. But I think it, if I'm following, because I, I've listened to a lot of his writings, or I've listened right. to a lot of his whatever, read a lot of his writings, and mm-hmm. I think what he's trying to say is what we've been saying for a while now. Like life is hard. Mm-hmm. And it, suffering is not abnormal. Right. That That's a real thing. Right. Uh, so I'm hearing that part of what yeah. he's saying and saying, okay, well, I'm following you there, but then I'm also, I'm also on the side of, um, you know, that's a form of slavery. Right. Well, and know? that's the, that's the whole thing is like, he's kind of pointing at like, because of the marriage covenant, you can't get divorced. So endure it. But, I look at it as if the dude is abusive to his wife, he has broken the marriage covenant. He has not yeah. followed the like guideline of what marriage is supposed well, to be. Well, he's being unfaithful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I'm like then, and especially if you're in danger and your kids are in danger, you, you get 
the F out of Dodge. Like, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, man, I, you know, I, I have gotten to the point in my life where I'm starting to understand more and more yeah. that no two situations are the same. Mm-hmm. No two people are the same. We are all so unique. It's a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. but we don't give it enough credit. Um, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah, we we don't we say that in church, but we don't really believe it mm-hmm. because we say you need to be like me. You yeah, know, you need to be like the greatest of right. us. Right, and that's unfortunate. But yeah, yeah. So uh, first glance, I disagree. I mean, who knows if it's out of context or whatever? But and I don't even know that situation. But at first glance, I'm like, that's stupid. Yeah. Well, John Piper said a lot of junk like that. Oh, really? I mean, he's okay. a super like. Obviously, super reformed. There's nothing wrong with being reformed. I think we're all a little reformed to some capacity. Yeah. yeah. But he's very much like, you know, he said some stuff about um, gay marriage one time. They had asked him if he'd go to a wedding. He's like, no, because if they have chosen to do this, then they have uh, chosen to go against me as their pastor. Like, I'm not wronging them. They have wronged me. He said this whole thing. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it literally has nothing to do with you. Like, yeah, I don't get it. You're just being a tool, basically. Yeah, but that's John Piper. I will um, if 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 anyone invites me to a gay mm-hmm. wedding, I will be there. Yeah, I just want that to be on the record. Yeah, same. I'll I would there. go. Well, it's the same, and I we talked about this in a different thing uh, for the front row. Is like you're uncomfortable with that idea, but would I find you at a wedding of someone who's been divorced three times or? The wedding of people <laughs> yeah. who were living together yeah. before they got married, or the wedding of two people who met while they were still married to other people. Then they got divorced, mm-hmm. but that's, they were already dating while they were still with two other that's people. That's like a double whammy. Yeah. Like you would probably be okay. And adultery. You'd probably feel more okay at any of those because it's heterosexual. And yeah. like, oh, hey, we're all broken people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you yeah. look at it like, well, this is homosexual, so it's different yeah. and it's worse and yada, yada. But it's the act of like, I, if there are people in my life, yeah, you know, you know, you whether wanna, I perform the wedding or not is a different conversation entirely. Sure. But and you don't have to, yeah, yeah. And and I and I can see people, like ministers who are like, you know, I'll be there. I just, I, you know, I I don't know. I, no one's ever asked me. Right. I think right now I'd be like, no, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. But I would certainly be there. And here's why: because I want to be the type of person who will meet you where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like that's what Jesus would do. Like, yeah. okay, I'll go. I'll go to where you're at, even if it's somewhere I'm not supposed to be. Hmm. Hence the woman at the well. Yeah. You know, he was just not supposed to be in that proximity to a Samaritan woman, to a woman in general, mm-hmm. and then a Samaritan woman even worse. So he's kind of going out, out of his norm yeah. to go meet you where you're at. And then, you know, later we can have conversations about mm-hmm. what needs to be said yeah. to... Uh, to a person, you know, what it's whatever, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's like I want to meet people where they're at, yeah, so absolutely. So, anyway, all that with uh, Mars Hill and Mark Driscoll, yeah, so how they taught those two things, yeah, I, womanhood and masculinity and all that, yeah, exactly. So, I, yeah, and, and thanks for prefacing that with a bit of a disclaimer or warning because it might be triggering to some people, yeah, and <clears throat> I think we're just going to offer up our perspective on the whole masculinity topic. Mm-hmm. But that tended to be, or tends to be, Mark Driscoll. I think he's unrepentant. He hasn't really changed his 
ways. Yeah, overall, like when it comes to, and that's where like a lot of these issues still lie. I mean, former uh, pastors and elders all made wrote this letter out that just went out like a month ago, saying he is still unfit to be a pastor because he is unrepentant of all the things that happened, of what he did wrong. He still holds it like they were just against me, and they were trying to get at me. And so that's his been his attitude. So he still holds to, as far as I know, pretty much all that ideology yeah. that he taught then. <clears throat> uh, yeah. If you know, man, uh, if your if your leader or your mentor or whatever has that us against them mentality, yeah. man, I would I would seriously start to question mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. because that is so anti-biblical yeah that that is um that's dangerous and and i've and i've uh i've served on teams with a lot of those kinds of leaders and i thank god that i'm not on that team anymore Mm -hmm. and i'm not on those kinds of teams anymore because that is such a dangerous place yeah well it's weird is like even the attitude of people who attended marcy i was talking to a couple other guys on staff with us about this yesterday is everyone was like a bunch of jerks about it because they were like, yeah, we actually have the secret. We're doing it right. Like they all had this attitude that all these other churches were stupid and these other pastors were idiots and we were the ones doing it the right way. But that was the way that Mark and all that staff held themselves. Right, right. Because they believed him. Yeah. And yeah, it's so weird. Like to think that you have the answer. It's easy, man. It's easy to fall into that because... right. Especially if you're gifted, mm-hmm. um, you know I have I have had people on my team, on worship teams, different worship teams that I've been on or that I've led. That as a leader, you have to fight against that kind of mentality of like, oh, we're we're the sh- oh yeah, you know we're we're the church that yeah. our our band is dope and our worship is dope. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, if you're a leader out there, you need to catch that stuff and you need to squash yeah. it. I, I mean, I, was, I think back to a couple of conversations we've had with people here on our team, you yeah. know, where, and it wasn't anything extreme, but just little things of like, oh, this musician over at this church is so dope. And I was talking to him, I was like, dude, just come over here. That's like, no, dude, no, yeah, that's, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that that's typical in a lot of churches, especially yeah. down in the Bible Belt. That's a oh, big sure. thing, you know, well, down in the Bible Belt, it's more of like a gig culture. It's almost like a, I, I think of like NFL free agency, like, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, oh, his two-year contract's up yeah. at, uh, at, at uh, Rivers of the North uh, Church, and uh, yeah. we're trying to get him to sign over here, you know, yeah. like that kind of junk. Yep. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But uh, so anyways, I, I wanted to open up that can of worms because... Yeah. They, those are just uh, telltale signs of a person, well, a narcissist, right? Yeah. It's a word they used to describe Mark. Right. Um, and it's a word I've used to describe many of my leaders. Yeah. Uh, do you think we all have a little bit of narcissism? I was going to ask you that question, and I wasn't sure if you were going to go there. But like, do you feel like you have narcissistic tendencies? Yeah. Me too. Yeah, and, I, and I'll <laughs> tell you why. Because, you know, here, here's a great example. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I will send you TikToks, tic- mm. TikTok links. Yeah. And my expectation is I I, I have the best algorithm. Mm. My algorithm is hilarious. Right. And, or it has the best food being cooked. Yeah. So when I share with you, you know, good for you because you're about to be blessed mm. with a dope TikTok. But I will never open up your link 
<laughs> I don't open up links. Yeah. I only like, I, don't touch I only it. give them. Yeah. I only share them. Yeah. And that is epitome of narcissism, yeah. man. The world revolves around me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and I think of any moment where I've been like um in like leadership situations like, "Oh, you know what? No, no, no. I'll I'll speak for that moment." Or yeah. uh, you know, I'll take care of that. Mm-hmm. Anytime where I'm thinking, "Oh, I can do that better." Yeah. Or that definitely has to be me to do that. Um, mm. That kind of thinking, which is easy to do, I think, in pastoral situations. I think a lot of people have that attitude. Yeah. I think the difference between like having narcissistic tendencies and being a narcissist is a narcissist will not be humble about it, will be genuinely convinced of their own glory, quote unquote. They don't see it, yeah. Yeah, they won't be able to see those things. And if someone calls it out, what does a Mark Driscoll do? Bro, you're fired. Get out of here. Like, yeah, how dare you speak heresy against yeah. me? Heresy. Yeah, yeah. They're blindsided. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I don't believe I'm a narcissist. You know, well, no. of course, a true narcissist would say that. <laughs> you know, that sounds like a true narcissist. Oh, just a typical narcissist. <laughs> Got him. But I do. Yeah, I think everybody has narcissistic ten. Narcissist. Oh God, I can't say it. it. But you those tendencies, yep. because part of our root failure is that we're selfish. Yeah. And because of our selfishness, we think that everything's happening to us, mm-hmm. and um, it could be anything. But oh, yeah. that that that's happening to me. Well, right. that's happening to a lot of people, dude. Right. Or we think the world revolves around us, mm-hmm. you know. And you don't ever stop to think, huh? Maybe the world doesn't revolve around me, you know. So yeah, those are the again. Not a, not a narcissist because a narcissist doesn't even recognize that. Yeah, you know I think that that may be the difference, or mm-hmm. maybe we're just all narcissists. I don't know. But what I do have to what I do have to say about Mark because this is not about me. This is about Mark. Yeah, and the world let's doesn't stay, revolve around me. Let's stay on topic here. <laughs> this is about Mark, not us. Right, right. So um, yeah, I think uh, which, which, that's so terrible. But <laughs> uh, y- using him as an example, yeah, I think. Um, the whole conversation of masculinity was is very warped and toxic. Yeah. Now I'm not a um, toxic masculinity thing uh, yeah. guy. You know, like um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm a maybe I'm a feminist, but not the kind of feminist that most yeah. people think. Yeah. You know, because I'm for women, and and I. And I do not like you. You know, we don't want to see women get degraded. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think um, you know some of the most egregious things that happen to women are uh, sex slavery mm-hmm. and the porn industry. Mm-hmm. And it is, I mean, it it's 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 bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's um, despicable. It's the worst of humanity. Yeah. Um, you think about what's going on in Afghanistan, and mm-hmm. you start to pay attention to the statistics coming yeah. through. And well, the first like people groups who will be immediately affected affected the most deeply is women and children, young women, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're already being captured and sold, and yep. it's it's a disgusting thing. And um, so, in that sense, I'm a I'm a feminist, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, like yeah. I want to, I don't want to see that, and yeah. and I want to see. Uh, equality, you know, and equality for some people means like a tooth for a tooth, yeah. an eye for an eye. I don't, that's not what I'm, that's yeah, not like what I I'm look saying. at it, like even, you know, working in the church world, it's hard for women. And I've met, I've had a ton of friends who, you know, 
great leaders, but because they were women, they were basically told, one literally told, listen, we can't have you doing anything more than kids ministry. We can't have you serve like in an executive role or associate yeah. or anything like that, which is trash. I'm like, she's a great leader. Why are you doing this? So yeah. like stuff like that, I'm like, this. there shouldn't be these unfair disadvantages against women in leadership yeah. and ministry. Um, so things like, I'm for sure passionate yeah. about that kind yeah. of stuff, you know? No, absolutely, and and I think um, you know when you when you view masculinity, mm-hmm. this is such a tough thing to, I guess, describe yeah. or to define. Yeah, um, masculinity. Oh, I I know where I was going with that. Um, I'm a I'm a maybe I'm a feminist. I guess if yeah. I'm for women, I don't know. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not a you know toxic masculinity where like every white guy is a chauvinist sex- sexist, um, right? Which tends to sometimes be the tone you hear yeah. around these days. Uh, toxic masculinity sometimes is used to just talk about you know oh the boys will be boys thing and maybe yeah. you even have like jock type dudes, right? Yeah, you know, I don't know if that's toxic masculinity. I think there is. Um, I think there is. We live in a rape culture because of the things I just explained. Yeah. Uh, sex trafficking. Yeah. And porn industry. Right. Um, sexualizing everything. Everything right. is sexualized. So yeah. because of all this, yeah, I right. agree. We live in a rape culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that being said, his view of masculinity, I think, is off base. Yeah. Way off base. I think, I think his view is a view that I... I have um I'm familiar with mm-hmm. because it's it's about, you know, being tough and yeah. being strong and we're going to I don't know if this was ever said, but I could totally see him being the type of guy that so we're going to lift weights and you know, yeah. we're going to get gains and 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 it's yeah. just it doesn't speak to me personally. Right. Because that's not who I am. Right. You know? Well, and then on that uh, deeper level of like, you are the lead of the house, so you must control and dominate your house. Right. Like, nothing gets past you. Like that kind of like, yeah. It's men are conquerors, dominators, that kind of idea. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, some, some men do have that temperament, and yeah. we, should, we should find ways to, and I mean this in a good way, but to exploit that, you know. Right. Um, the military has, for years, done a, a great job of exploiting that mm-hmm. that cur- courageous, strong man um, and women. Mm-hmm. But you know, speaking about men, yeah, that has kind of always been a place where you're going to find some of the most courageous. You right. know, you look at the police force, the firemen, the first responders. Right. Those are some. Those are things that I don't even know if I could do it. Like right. I don't even know if I have the guts right. to do it. So. You you got to have a place for those types of people because that's their temperament, that's their makeup. Mm-hmm. But to say that those are the only real true men, right? Um, I think that's where you're kind of yeah. off base. Yeah. Well, it gets weird because you're like laying, you're creating all these weird gender roles. Like, I I get so like I roll my eyes so hard at like when you start seeing like we need to get back to manhood. Like let's go hunting and let's lift stuff and let's huh. let's go break some things and yeah they're and they're <laughs> scratch and sniff and yeah it is i'm like what this isn't biblical masculinity right you know 
Um, I saw a TikTok. It was Jordan Peterson that was asked what his thoughts on toxic masculinity. Yeah. And he said, well, I would say that that's not masculinity at all. I would say that's not a thing because what you're describing isn't masculinity. You're talking about like control and arrogance and domination, where the idea of masculinity, if you want to take it from scripture or like whatever, is self-sacrifice. It's honoring. It's patient with people. It's like serving your house and serving your family. Integrity, Mm -hmm. basically. Um, And I think that that is what we're really talking about. And then the question is, so does that mean that women um, don't have that in... You know, we we can go into a whole other conversation as to yeah. the holy quality thing, but I think the what I what I would like to, for us to talk about for a second, and maybe we'll end up there, but um, is this idea that Mark Driscoll and this group had about what it meant to be to truly be a man. So I, mm-hmm. there are some things that I that I somewhat agree with. I do think that. We might agree on a couple of things like, yeah, we have a very weakened view of masculinity sure. and and we're all, I would say men and women, we are too sensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I don't mean that like, I mean that that are that we're so easily offended. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of been one of his things that he talks about. And so I agree with some of that, but I think our reasons are different. And I, you know, whereas he thinks the reason it's a, you know, he uses some words to describe the type of generation that we are, the female private part generation, Mm. you know, because, um, you know, we're overly sensitive, say. And his reason is just because we're that. My reason is because we lack purpose and we lack Mm. accountability. Mm Mm-hmm. And and there and we don't champion things like building character. That's yeah. not we don't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, we we don't build integrity in right. people, and we don't hold people accountable yeah. to any of this. Well, you think about it, like the manhood we aspire toward is like the guys who build an empire, quote unquote. Yeah, right? like the you know self made man. Pick yourself the up, Gary V type. Yeah, and I think that was the illusion that is also because people hated that has pushed us into a totally different realm of like overly sensitive, you know, don't jump on anything. Don't jump yeah. on anybody. Sit on um, a fence like a pro. Yeah, exactly. So, but it's because of that, because guys like Driscoll, like it's this weird, aggressive take over, conquer things kind of attitude. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm conflicted too. Cause I think you need some of that. Yeah, but you need it in the right place. For instance, I don't think the church. I don't. I don't think the church should be uh, reactive. Yeah, is that the right word? Like you're just reacting to culture, sure, and you're reacting to society societal norms. I think we should be apostolic mm-hmm. in that we're conquering. Yeah, we're taking territory. Right, we're battling, but but you're not battling with men and women. No. Or with leaders or anything, you're battling in the high places, right? In uh, the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. So you got to be walking with Jesus. You got to have a pursuit for holiness. You got to meet people where they're at. You got to stop buying into your own hype. There's a lot of things that go into how you go about doing that kind of battle, but it's not attacking. 
people who aren't doing like churches who aren't doing it like that. Right. So we have a very reactive culture. Like we're just yeah. gonna sit here and see what develops, and then and, we'll and then we'll decide. react to yeah. it. <laughs> right. And you know we'll either be all about whatever it is, or we'll be totally against it. But there's right. no there's no one saying, bro, I don't care what the, the culture is, and I don't care what society says. We're going to go and pierce the darkness. We're yeah. going to go and be the light and be the salt of the earth. And we're just going to do it unapolog- right. unapologetically. Is that, right. Did I say that right? Yeah. And, um, and I think so there, I think you need some of that brute force. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's in the right place. It, it, well, and that's the thing. It's different. It's not for self. This is for the kingdom, right? It's mm-hmm. kingdom living. Yeah. Your life's either a playground or a battleground, right? Yeah. Um, and when you see your life as a battleground and we are taking territory from the enemy, the real enemy, the true enemy, yeah. Um, and that idea, you will handle it differently. It takes that same level of commitment and like that attitude of we are moving forward in this. Um, but it just gets mismatched. Like in my head, I'm like, okay, let's let's get back to being men who take territory from the enemy yeah. for the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so then the idea is okay. Let's get back to manhood. Then let's uh let's go uh let's go hit stuff with a hammer. Like <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> do you? I roll. I hate men's events, like yeah. men's conferences and all this stuff. What happens? They put a Harley on the stage. Yeah, and like you you throw wood blocks everywhere and. Yeah, you have a guy that comes in with yeah. a gun and shoots stuff. They hand beef jerky out to everybody. Yeah, which like beef jerky's fine, sure. but like that's not my. I'm not. That's not my go-to snack. Yeah. Well, it, it's the typical problem with organized religion. Right. Is that we're like, everybody's essentially the same. Right. So <laughs> let's yeah. just create one thing where we gather, you know, hundreds, if not right. thousands of people. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's pretty well. Well, and all men's events are basically like they're trying to create the uh, guys the guys going to the bar environment without the drinking. <laughs> and for the average Joe you talk to, they're not going to want that. Just go to a bar. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I made this joke, and uh, I feel I don't know if I should feel bad sharing it because they were like, "Yeah, we can't, we can't do that." And I was like, "Obviously," <laughs> but I was uh, talking to a couple people at our at our church. And I'm like, "You know how we could make our men's events great? Is you just bring a keg?" Yeah, I guarantee you, most of the dudes in this church would actually show up. <laughs> most of the Jews in <laughs> our church would show up. Most of them probably would appreciate it. Yeah, but obviously, we can't do that. Whatever. But anyway, I don't well, think why? that's... Why? Do we, we need like a liquor license? or Probably. Oh. You know, that's the major issue. Oh, okay. That people would have. is like, <laughs> do you have the proper licensing? Do you have the proper licensing for this? <laughs> <laughs> no, but all that to say, like, it sounds funny, but also it's because those things don't matter in how we should be meant. Right. You know? And I think that's my thing is like, I want to be way more concerned with the idea of like calling men to live for Christ and to be near to Jesus, and to yeah. be all about we are taking territory for the kingdom. Yeah. Whatever that means, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, I think he's got it wrong, yeah. uh, his view of men. You know, what, I, what I'm teaching my son about masculinity is that um, masculinity is about integrity. You have to be a man of your word. If you're going to say, I'm going to do this thing, then you better do it. Mm. And you should probably surround yourself with people who are like, hey, you said you were going to do this thing. That's called accountability. Yeah. And a real man 
is accountable to others. Mm. You know, a real man also protects the weaker around him or her, uh, or around him. A real man uh, says, hey, that person's getting um, bullied or hurt. I should go stick up for that person. You don't got to fight people. Yeah. It's just, you know, let letting people know mm-hmm. that you're going to be there for them. Yeah. A real man's got has got people's back. A real man um respects people. I think respect is another thing that we've lost, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um I think a real man holds some things sacred. Mm-hmm. You know, some things are sacred. A real man calls people out too mm-hmm. in a in a good way. For instance, if you have friends, right, and your friend is married. Yeah. And you guys go out to a bar or whatever. You mm-hmm. go to a restaurant, and your friend is just like all out flirting with every single woman that he he can. Mm-hmm. I think you got to call him on it. Yeah, you got to be like, bro. Yeah, chill out, dude. Yeah. Like, Paul called Peter out. Yeah, it's biblical. Yeah, I I think and you know you don't got to be, um, uh, you know, kicking dudes' asses. That's not no. what I'm saying. Like yeah. I don't think that that's what it means to be a man. I think it's just a simple accountability thing. Yeah. Uh, a real man, I think, true masculinity. Uh, masculinity is, you know, he made the comment. Mark Driscoll did mm-hmm. that. He went to this one men's event, and then these men were like they were singing love songs to Jesus. He said, which yeah. he I guess is against. Yeah, and he's like, oh, and men were crying. Yeah, men, he said men were crying, and yeah. then they were hugging him, and he thought that that was out of place and weird. So I don't, I don't know if I would go as far as to say as real men would cry. Because I think every man is different. Is different. Mm-hmm. Some people have a different inclination, different temperaments. Yeah. Uh, some men may be more in tune with their emotions. I, honestly, yeah. I feel like we all have the wiring for it. Right. It's just it's a lot of it's not connected. Yeah. Like I'm a crier. When I start, if I like get yeah. hit by the right moment where I feel like God's really speaking to me, I just start crying, dude. Yeah. It's, it just is what it is. Yeah. Like we. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a couple. Nights of Worship ago, you were doing all these old songs, you know? Oh, yeah. And they just hit me hard. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> like, those songs from my childhood. Yeah. And I was like, oh. You know, you know when, I, when I saw Dirk Nowitzki after, like, oh, yeah. 10 plus years win yeah. a championship, Yeah, and I saw that guy. I mean, you tell me those aren't men. They're all crying there yeah. at the end of it, you yeah. know? Hell, some of the most. And LeBron's crying yeah. when he won with the Cavs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes the emotions, your emotions just explode and yeah. yeah and i get it but he had a he had a big issue with that um I, I i don't think it has anything to do with whether you cry or not whether you're emotional or not whether you dress a certain way you know it's funny because uh men had a big issue with other men wearing uh skinny jeans mm-hmm. and now the same men are starting to wear like oversized jeans and super baggy so now they're men does that mean yeah. that they're Men now, yeah, because your jean fit. Because you're, yeah, because now your jeans are more back. Because that's like right. what's in right now. The other one too, like when I was uh, a teenager, is everyone was starting to grow their hair out. You know, the hipster, the yeah. man bun. Yeah, guys would get so heated about. Oh, uh, you got men putting their hair in buns and ponytails? You kidding yeah. me? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, first off, I- I've seen the '90s. <laughs> I've seen Alice in Chains videos. Yeah, those dudes had long hair, man. Yeah. But I just, it's so. It's just dumb. Like, why are you yeah. so concerned about these things? Yeah. And I don't know. It's just weird to me. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, man. I think um, I think you do. Yeah, I, I don't know this Mark guy, uh, Driscoll. I mean, other than what I've heard 
online and yeah, stuff. Real. But you do, it starts to get a little sus, some of the things. You start to think, yeah. like, geez, man, is this guy, like, just yeah. Well, and, like, the way he taught, and obviously we don't have to speak a ton on this because uh, it'd be interesting to have this conversation with someone, though. But a lot of their teaching on manhood also tied into how they taught womanhood and some of how he taught. You talked about rape culture. Yeah. Where very much his teaching was women exist to please the man yeah. and fill the house with kids and take care of the house. Take care of the house. Yeah. And whatever your man asks of you and needs of you, you give it. You yeah. don't question it. Yeah. You give it. Yeah, there was the whole thing uh, about, you know, which I, I think a lot of his stories are just BS. Sure. A lot of the stories, you know, because he talked about the guy who never came to church, right? Yeah. And then the wife... It's like my husband never comes to church. Yeah. For some reason, they got into the conversation that she didn't want to perform oral sex on him. Yeah. And he said, You need to go home and repent, essentially. Right. I think you talked about this yeah, last week. Yeah. And she did. She went and performed oral sex on him. And the guy came to church the next week. And as yeah. he's telling this story, everybody in the audience is like, Ha ha ha, that's hilarious. <laughs> and it's like, First of all, I don't think the story is yeah. true. Bull. But if it is true, that's it's messed up. Messed up. Messed up. Well, it's messed up for a number of reasons because I feel like, you know, I, I would never, uh, well, never say never, right? But I, I don't feel like I need to talk about, you know, what, what, what me and my wife do in our bedroom so that it can help. Like if I was at a marriage conference, you know, yeah. we do these things in our bedroom and you should try them because it's going to make your marriage better. Well, here's... Here's what we keep coming back to over and over. Turns out everybody's unique. Everybody's yeah. different. And there might be a husband and a wife that maybe one or the other person had some sort of traumatic uh, sexual assault, sexual right. experience mm-hmm. that it's not as easy as just saying, just do the thing. Right. You know, just just do it. And right. it, no, no, that's not how this works. You right. can't just, not, not everybody's yeah. the same. Like, how do we know? Let's right. just say, it's all speculation, right? Because his entire story seems like BS, but yeah. it's all speculation. But yeah. how do we know that this lady didn't have some kind of traumatic experience as a child or whatever having to do with oral sex, and mm-hmm. now she just can't bring herself to do it, even if she absolutely loves her husband, even if he is, you know, whatever. Right. The most attractive man in the world. Right. How do we know that? Yeah. And then there's a deeper issue there, too, of like, does he know about her issues with that? Is he honoring that, or is he still like, oh, you just won't do it for me, you won't get over it? Like, right. is he being a total tool about this? Yeah. Like, there's so many layers to that where, like, it's you have to emphasize mutual honor in a relationship, and also if they're having like problems sexually in yeah. a relationship, they have therapists who specialize in that kind of deal. Yeah, like there's people you can go to. Don't sometimes I'm like, don't ask a pastor. Yeah, I'm not gonna not really... ask John Piper about my sex life. Yeah, you know, how can I get my wife to perform oral sex on me? You know, I yeah, you're right. I think you there are some people who uh who can help facilitate a conversation between you and your spouse. And yes. that's really what it's about. It's communication. Yeah. Cuz sometimes and honestly I feel like the best counselors or therapists or whatever that's their gift. Like they yeah. are able to create an environment where mm-hmm. you can finally be honest with right. your spouse. They're just like the best mediators in the world yes. basically. <laughs> And there's safety there, yeah. and there is correction when there yeah. needs to be correction. I mean, that's really how it should be done. It should not be right. some person saying, you just need to do this. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. so trash. I think it just needs to be two people communicating, and then yeah. you have a mediator saying, oh, I think 
what you, it sounds like what you're trying to say is this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. And they're essentially translators. Right. You know, translating exactly. what, what's needed here. Yeah. So I think his view on women was, is, is disgusting. Well, did you hear that whole part that for elders, your wife couldn't work? Yeah, your wife couldn't work. Yeah. Why? Why? What? Like, oh, what is the deal with that? They're supposed to be in the home and popping out babies. But here's the thing. Some some women, um, that's what they want to do, mm-hmm. and and great. But does that mean that they all have to do that? No. You know what I mean. And yeah. some women want to work. Does that mean they all have to do that? Right. Like again, people are different. Oh, how many times do I have to say this, Kyle? Yeah. Sorry, dude. We're unique. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're all unique. Right. And um. Relationships are hard. This is why you probably shouldn't enter into a, a relationship like a yeah. deep relationship like this more than just a, you know friends, right? Because it's really, really hard. Do you think there's something to this as we're learning from Mark and these kinds of like? Do we as leaders overstep in how we tell people to live their lives? Yes. Because like, here's what I'm thinking. Like all these things, I keep thinking about. Don't tell them how they should be having sex or how they should, like the roles they should serve in their marriage. The man does this, woman does this. Point them to Jesus. Keep pointing them to live a life for Jesus and all these things will follow. And if they have a specific issue here, send them to someone who's a professional to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I don't, I've started thinking about, as we're talking about this, because I keep having the same answer in my head, like, oh, just point them back to Jesus. Yeah. I think pastors overstep a lot. Yeah. In how we lead people. We have a savior complex. Yeah. A lot, a lot of us. Um, uh, clearly, Mark did. He had a hero, savior oh, he complex. he was the one. He was going to take Seattle. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's that. And then I think there is, too, this uh, subconscious thinking that if you don't have answers, then you're disqualified. Mm-hmm. People will people will see what what do they call that? Like when when you doubt yourself, um, there's a word for it. I can't can't think of it. But essentially, we we're just looking for a an opportunity an opportunity to disqualify ourselves mm-hmm. because um, we we think that we're not qualified to do this. So. I have to have an answer. So yeah. we come up with some BS <laughs> when in reality we can say, man, I, I don't know. That's tough. Right. But what, the only thing I, I feel qualified, like me personally, the only, the only thing I feel qualified to help someone do is how to listen and how to communicate. Because let's just take this instance, right? Um, you know, I want my wife to perform oral sex on me. Okay, my my first inclination is not going to be, oh, bring her over here and I'll talk to her and I'll tell her that she's dishonoring God by not <laughs> doing that for you. My first inclination is going to be, um, have you shared this with her? Hmm. Have you talked about it? It tends to be my yeah. my go-to. Yeah, we've talked about it. Okay, so it's probably a deeper thing. There's communication. I, that's probably about as far as I'll go. Right. But if they're like, uh, no, I haven't really. Okay, well, I can probably help you with that. Like mm-hmm. how to create an environment. First yeah. of all, everything communicates. Right. So if you have been spending the last five, six years um, gaslighting her yeah. or making her feel like her opinions aren't valid, then right. you probably need to see a professional. Right. So th- I stop there. I can't, yeah. I can't help you there. 
or uh, if it's just simply, you know, you're, you equally respect each other, you equally love each other, but you just haven't had this conversation, I could probably help you with that. Yeah. You know, create an environment where uh, you can be free and open to discuss some things. I can talk about how to be authentic and be right. vulnerable and how to open up and speak from the heart. You know, I can help right. you with that, but there are some limitations to, right. to what I can do. Right. And some might feel like I'm qualified to yeah. do it, but I don't. Yeah. Well, and that's, it's pastoring to do it and to love them well through it, you know, because even then it's like, okay, you need to go talk to somebody, right? But hey, I am here. You know, we are praying for you, yeah. whatever you need, because I love you yeah. and I want to see you both succeed in your marriage and your life and your walk. Um, and that's what's sad listening to the podcast. It sounds like early on, Mark was pastoral, like bringing people to his home, telling yeah. people, like, man, I want you a part of our team. You don't have anywhere to live. Like, just live with us yeah. until you find something. Like, and he may still be like that. I don't know. Who knows? Or did they say that he had stopped being like that? It changed. Yeah, it changed. It changed. He became super obsessed with like loyalty to him, and he shut his doors. And um, and he's still like that. Like, and even more so. Like, he has built even stronger walls. So the thing that keeps coming up to me because this tends to be my my go to move. As I'm as I listen to stories like this and as I process information like this, I start to think, okay, how can this happen to me? Mm. You know, how can I end up this way? Yeah. Cause I start trying to like there are some similarities, especially early on, where I'm like, ooh, I do that. Hmm. You know, you ever you ever had that yeah, happen? Like, like, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. You know, it doesn't automatically mean that you're gonna end up the same way or you're gonna fall from grace or whatever, but there has to be something that along the way a, a switch is flipped and i and i so i can speak to an an incident in my life where i had an opportunity to buy into my own hype and this is kind of at the height of me traveling and mm-hmm. my music going viral that kind of stuff and it was at the peak of it mm. started getting a ton of invitations and because of my association with a much bigger ministry and a much bigger artist people just assumed I was at that tier, mm. right? So they put me up in be- way better hotels than uh, the otherwise mm. that I'd be in. They gave me honorariums that were a lot higher than what I would expect to get just starting out, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how much honorarium you should get if you're starting, but it certainly wasn't that. That was like <laughs> way, and without even asking it, right? Uh, asking for it. And uh, they would do things like, you know, I've seen guys who are starting out and they're just like, yeah, you can come in and we, you know, we're going to have a conference or whatever. And then, you know, you can, you can do a, a song for us during the offering, hmm. you know, or whatever. And uh, from that to, hey, we're literally canceling everything. You have the entire two hour, two and a half hour gathering, do whatever you want. Hmm. You know, so not to mention uh, people wanting to take selfies with you, which is weird. Mm. Um, people want, and not that that's weird, but I think the tone of it was like, "Hey, you're a star," right? You know, that's kind of like the tone of it. Yeah. So, uh, where it hit me, I feel like Carmen and I have always, you know, we we're not really we don't come from wealthy families, so, um, Carmen had a a much more tough. Um, upbringing because she was like kind of raised in the ghettos, that kind of stuff. I mean, it wasn't like 
it was American ghettos, so mm-hmm. take that with a grain of salt. But um, she was raised in some uh, some impoverished areas, and then some nicer, you know, a little mix. But I tended to be raised in more of a middle class America type uh, situation. So, you know, we we weren't from big wealth. You know, my our parents pastored a relatively big church, but by the time we were married, you know, it was done. So, I think. Um, when I look at this situation, there was there was one moment where a church invited me to go do an event, and they put me. I, I don't know. I think this was in California, but bro, there are some cities in California that don't seem like they're in America. Yeah, they're well, like it's yeah. like a third world country. <laughs> where the heck am I? Yeah, and and I say California, not to pick on California, but haha, <laughs> neato. Yeah. No, but. You know, in, there are some cities in America that you would think it's a third world country. Right, you go through the Midwest, you see some stuff. <laughs> yeah. So they put us up in a hotel that was, I don't know, like a one, two star hotel. Like it, it was, it was really basic. Yeah. Very, very basic. Sure. And, and, and a little sus. I'm not going to lie. Like it looked, it looked pretty worn down. Murdery. It was a little murdery vibe, you know, <laughs> not quite. I, it was a, it was one of the bigger name, not bigger names, but it was it was a name that I recognized. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't like some no name, you know, Bates Motel or whatever. <laughs> but it was it was certainly sus. Yeah. And I remember going in and and getting into our room, and I told Car- Carmen was with me, and I told Carmen like, I can't believe they put us in a place like this. <laughs> and bro, that is when it like. It, something clicked in my head. Yeah, like I, I am. It was the voice of the Holy Spirit. Obviously, yeah. looking back, saying, "Listen to yourself." Yeah, like what did you just say? Yeah, <laughs> you know? and then I repeated again in my head. I can't believe they put us in a place like this. And I remember telling Carmen, "Man, that's such a trash thing I just said." Yeah, because because we were both you know just grumbling. Yeah, and being like you know wow gosh they're gonna put us here and what kind of and we both like repented mm. at that moment because we were like, she could tell you, you know, she, we we both had an out of body experience like, and we're looking, yeah, looking yeah. at ourselves and being like that. And man, praise God for that. Honestly, yeah. I think uh, I thank God for keeping us anchored. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why I call everything anchor or encla yeah. or whatever because right. that's a big deal for me. Yeah, how I feel anchored, and and it it's like snapped. And it's like, I think that's what happens to a lot of people. You There's one moment in your life where you either decide to buy into your own hype or mm-hmm. you say, that's dumb. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And no. I'm sure he had his I think moment. that's huge. Is like, basically that moment where you decide, are you staying anchored or are you going to pull the anchor up and try to sail the ship yourself? Yeah. Basically what it is. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the way, Mark did that. He pulled the anchor up. He said, I'm going to do this. Because God's given me authority for it, um, so the rules don't apply to me the same way, and I'm going to get it done. And um, don't they all have the same mo? Like, isn't it all yeah, the same thing? Yeah. I was thinking about in that. Uh, have you seen the new Suicide Squad movie? Yeah, yeah. It's just the the John Cena character's quote. Like, uh, <laughs> I cherish peace with all my heart. I don't care how many men, women, and children I need to kill to get it. To get it, yeah, <laughs> bro. That was a really That's good. Basically, movie. what but yeah. this situation is like. Oh, I, I'm all about the gospel. I don't care who I have to run over. He and he talked yeah. like that. I don't care who's the what the dead the bodies bus. behind the yeah. bus are. Yeah, and hopefully by the end of things, like there's going to be a big old hill behind. Like it. hoping for it. Yeah, 
Like it, it's that exact idea. I don't care who I have to hurt and run over for the gospel. Now you're not doing the gospel at all. Yeah. You're doing your deal. You're doing your deal. So I think that's a good lesson. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. We, you know, we said we we're going to talk about the starfish and the spirit. And it, hey, shout oh, out yeah. to uh, Joel Boyer because, hey, man, we're at we're, like 55 minutes. We're almost an hour, like so, he asked. Like he asked. You're yeah, welcome. He, <laughs> but yeah. I think starfish and the spirit can be a continued conversation later. Yeah. It's about and, like church movements and stuff. And yeah. So, some of it is intersecting. I'm starting to see. Yeah, um, the, the whole thing about I agree when when ministries are set up on a type of person like that, they're destined to fail. Yeah, and you chop the head off of something like that, and it is dead. And that's exactly what happened to Mars Hill. Right, it, it's no more. Right. Uh, so, but I think there are some things that you can take away that are good, and a lot yeah. of ministries with those types of leaders, maybe not that type, but with a leader who's like super charismatic. Uh, super courageous, bold, you know, will say things unapologetically. They have succeeded, but I think because that particular leader has found a way to not buy into his or her own hype. Yeah. And they have somehow maintained the anchor. Mm -hmm. And you, you cannot take the attitude that that's why we should keep everything small. And right. Not that I, not that I have a problem with small, not that I think only big should right. survive, but I do have a problem when people say big is bad. Right. And um, any kind of leader of that nature that I just described must yeah. be bad. Right. Because they will inevitably end up like Mark Driscoll mm. and Bill Hybels and these guys. Right. Uh, and that's not true. Right. Absolutely. So Because so, you're dope. Oh. So what are we going to say, Kyle? Thanks, man. We should We should stop Kyle because he yeah. is, you know, dope. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me I, I suck whenever you want. Keep our me whole, humble. But the thing is, our whole thing is like, be legit, don't suck. That should yeah. continue to be our thing. Yeah, it should be true. Yeah. And the reality is that if you become like Mark, you aren't being legit. No. And you suck. You suck. Yeah. He's not legit. Yeah. And he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the guy. Take that, Mark. You know? Yeah. There's, there's a lot there that you got to appreciate. Yeah. You know, I, especially early on, man, taking people into your own home. Uh, just pastoring and loving on people, having so much passion for the gospel, you gotta appreciate that kind of stuff. You gotta love yeah. that kind of stuff. And at the same time, he's a jerk. Yeah. And in in the podcast, they call him an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> and, they did. I think, and and he's also, um, you know, what we talked about. He's bought into his own hype, so yeah. he's not legit. He sucks. Yeah. So, so it is what it is. For part two, what we've added, we talked about it last week and added to this also, humbled. You gotta be humble, gotta be accountable. And I'd say what we added here is be anchored. Yeah, I think those last three or those last two make a lot of sense for people. I think humility though is something that is not really clear to mm. most people. And I and I would define it as, you know, because what does it mean to be humble? Just to have your head low and to be like, oh no, no, no. No, that's, that's false humility. That's, yeah. Uh I think humi- I think true humility is for you to be accountable to anybody yeah shows humility right like for you to say i i, I want to do this thing but i'm going to check with my my homie or whatever because my homie calls me on my bs yeah and for you to be okay with that right um that is that is humility i think yeah. it's it's really hard to define what humility well, is well there's an attitude to humility that's like a constant awareness of nothing you have is your own Mm, that's you good, didn't yeah. give yourself your faith. 
you didn't give yourself your talents and skills, mm-hmm. and you didn't give yourself your platform. Yeah. Be constantly aware of that, mm-hmm. that this is what God has given, and you're to honor him with that and be faithful to it. And don't ever take it into your own hands. Keep the anchor. Yeah. So That's good. Bro, that was good. You should write a book. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. I'm going to write a book. You should just get a ghostwriter. Oh, yeah. And then I take all the credit. Take all the credit. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Just whatever. That's what I'm going to do. Um, so if you're a leader out there, don't yeah. suck. Don't suck. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, this has been great. Thank you, David. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah. All of our... Hundreds of thousands of listeners who Ooh. wanted our opinions, who were so desperate for our opinion on these things. Here you go. Yeah, we finally just, dropped some content. Yeah, there you go. Oh, my gosh. Ah. Swarming my DMs, man. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> All right. I'm honestly stalling so we can hit exactly an hour. <laughs> and Joel. that's it. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Be Legit, Don't Suck podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Be Legit, Don't Suck. And give us a follow on your favorite podcast app. If you have any questions or topic ideas, you can email us at connect at belegitdontsuck.com.